0: If you want to get stuff done, then you have come to the right place. This is the Get Stuff Done podcast brought to you in association with RDI Worldwide, a weekly interview series with prominent and diverse people from around the world who will share their own unique insights on what it takes to get stuff done and their personal strategies for doing so. My name is Gordon Dudley, the creator of the Get Stuff Done project and host of this podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. We hope you enjoy this episode and would love to hear your feedback anytime. Let's get stuff done. Hello and welcome back to the Get Stuff Done podcast with myself, Gordon Dudley. Happy New Year to everybody. It's great to be back. And once again, we have a fantastic guest lined up for you today who absolutely is on target with everything that we stand for in getting stuff done. His name is Leo Tony Dandel, He is representative for Lufthansa here in Korea. He has actually been with Lufthansa Group for 32 years. He has worked for them in more than six different countries and he speaks five different languages. So I'm sure you'll agree he will have a lot to share with us um, on today's podcast. I've known him for uh, a little while now. We've actually been connected originally through the European Chamber of Commerce in Korea. And so Leo, thank you for being a guest today. It's my pleasure thanks
1: for the invitation
0: wonderful so um, first of all i'd like to get into our custom questions that we have uh, every episode on the get stuff done podcast so um before we go uh you know into more detail about the international career that you've had and i love the fact that you're sat in front of a, a world map um, which I think is must be representative of what you do. We can talk about that um, in more detail in due course. But first, what is it uh, for you that's important about getting stuff done? Well, I think it's part of our life, right? So, I mean, moving around uh, different countries, getting to know
1: different people, different realities, different cultures. It's, it's all about being adaptable at the end of the day, right? So, but also, it's also a great deal of ambition that we have. And uh, the fact that at the end of the day, we want to leave, when I leave uh, my positions, I want to have a an imp- uh, leave and uh, an impact behind. And this is always my goal that uh, we are moving forward. We are not moving backwards and uh, to move forward. Uh, yeah, we have to think sometimes uh, and very often uh, out of the box uh, and that it takes um, a lot of uh, time, energy, not only from me, but also the teams that I work with.
0: I fully agree. And I think what you've already hit on is the reason I wanted to get you on as a guest because I don't think you are a, a, a typical corporate executive. Um, even though you, you might have been with one company uh, for such a long time, you've been in, involved in so many different areas of business in, in so many different regions. And so clearly they recognize you as someone who um, is able to, to get the job done. And, and that's obviously um, a really critical part. Uh, when you are in a management role, responsible for so many different areas of the business. On a, on a more personal note, when you said um, about uh, making an impact, what is it that you feel kind of has has led you to adopt that mindset? What is it that, you know, made you into somebody who wants to have an impact?
1: I think there's a lot to do with how I was brought up. Um, you mentioned about uh, being in different countries. I was born in Brazil, right? So it's a huge country uh, where uh, you learn a lot, where you work way differently uh, in comparison to any other place, uh, the same way we do in Korea, of course. But there was a huge, uh, let's say, uh, learning curve for me, uh, especially my first job. Uh, When I started with uh, Lufthansa, I did a customer uh, customer, uh, uh, service uh, job and I learned how important it was uh, to work with a team, uh, as a team, uh, with different people, different backgrounds, different uh, understanding and perspectives as well. So I think this was for me a huge motivation uh, uh, towards the impact of, at that time, uh, impact uh, towards, uh, customers because, uh, you are dealing with customers directly. Um, but also on top of that, I also learn uh, because, uh, you know, uh, through my, uh, university time and also my, my time uh, uh, starting with a company that I needed to really uh, to make sure that uh, uh, I was delivering a good job at the end of the day. So I, I was hired to do something, uh, a job, and I wanted to be the best, right? So uh, I always try my best to deliver, um, and I learned along the way quite a lot. Yeah, and, uh, and I never gave up in the sense that, yeah, something went wrong today, and I will not do that anymore. I think it was the contrary. Right, so uh, if I learn things that most probably uh, the first try was not positive, and uh, I always try to turn that around, um, and that I think this creates lasting impacts in the end of the day uh, towards uh, the company, also employees, but also the customer in the end of the day, because uh, you always have. Uh opportunities to turn uh, negative things into positive things.
0: Yes, I I think that's a a really good um, consideration is that that no matter how bad things are, there's always that, that, that opportunity and so uh, did you join Lufthansa directly out of university? Yeah, good question
1: um, actually not, uh, I joined Lufthansa while I was at university, so basically uh, I came back uh, from Germany uh, and uh, right after I don't know, uh, three months after that, I got a job at Lufthansa and uh, six months after I went into university, right, so it was my fir- first university degree so what I did, I worked uh, very odd times. Uh, I started at three o'clock in the morning uh, and worked until eight o'clock in the morning. So it was a part-time job. Uh, and I did my university uh, a, a night uh, course. So this means that I slept during the day uh, and I studied during the day and I run my life during the day. Uh, and it was a very interesting time of my life. I was, uh, of course, young, single, uh, but I have to juggle, you know, uh, family and friends because when you work with customer service at the airport, you work any time of the week right? There's no Monday to Fridays, 9 to 5. The contrary. So uh, was for, again, I think for me it was a great entry. It was a great entry to a corporate life because uh, really uh, you realize how many people is behind operations, how many people make sure that, you know, the airplanes lives on time, arrive on time, customers uh, process correctly, and they're happy In the end of the day that you're delivering that experience, you know, this dream experience people want to have when they, they travel uh, with us. Uh, and I think this was for me uh, fantastic ta- fantastic times uh, um, I have to say yeah different very unusual uh, but I love it
0: I mean I, I, and your track record um, is is the evidence of, of that uh, dedication that you put in from from such an early stage that that's fantastic I mean yeah. um, I, I just saw a, a quick video. Earlier today, which is talking about people complaining that they don't have time to pursue their real dreams because they're too busy working um, in their nine to five. But of course, the reality is, is that what there are 129 days a year that we're not working, even yeah. when we have our nine to five. And I think talking about your utilization of the 24 hour period to really get um, everything in is, is a, a great example of that. And, you know, there, there's someone else that, that I'm good friends with here in Korea. He came uh, to do his MBA um, whilst he was in Korea, and he so badly wanted to get a job in Korea that he started working um, whilst studying. So very similar to you. Um, so he was going to work uh, directly six, seven p.m. working through till two a.m. Um, and then and then getting up at six in order to to do his studies, then to be back in class uh, for nine. So. You know, he said it was the you know the toughest part of his life, but he learned so much about his capabilities and capacity. And I think maybe that's something that's like not talked about enough: is that capability is one thing, but capacity is another thing, and we don't. Really know our true capacity until until we really test test our limits, and we're so much more capable than we believe based on yeah. um, what what we we think we can do. So, it seems like you already set the bar very high for yourself from from an early age, and and so then you continued working for for Lufthansa in Brazil, or did your already your international career begin? Uh, Right away.
1: Yeah, I shift uh, jobs in Brazil. So I moved from customer uh, services to a sales job. Uh, And uh, after six months, um, I was lucky enough to be part of the America's project. So it was a total quality management project that we have uh, we had in place uh, throughout North, Central, and South America. So I was representing Brazil uh, in, in that project, uh, and there was the time that I started to get way more uh, uh, involved with performance, productivity, people, uh, processes, um, uh, and results, right? So we talked about impact in the beginning. This is all about the right impact, right? Quality impact, lasting impact that we talked about all the time. And this is also where was when I started having a different spin or understanding on what I could be able to do. Um, uh, yes, the sales job was very uh, great. I was super happy with that. But right after that, I moved into project management. Uh, I did that parallel to my job uh, with Lufthansa as well. Um, and, and from there, uh, I did uh, two, three years, made two years, and I moved to
0: London to the UK. Great city. You know, uh, London has my vote. Yes. How, how did you find uh, London? Uh, we're talking the 90s here? I, is I, what I, where are we? We're talking Just,
1: we are talking, yeah, 90s. No, I'm not that old. Uh, 2000, 2001. 2001 okay. to 2007, I was in London. Okay. Okay. Uh, I normally say I arrived there single and I left with a wife
0: and two kids. Well, there you go. Uh, how, long, how long did that take? Uh, six years uh, in total. Six years. So yeah. You're in London. Um yeah. all right. And, and, and so a question I, I always ask people who have been with one organization for such a long time is, yeah. what is it that kept you? How is it that... You know, in, a, in an environment of ever shortening tenure and absolutely no more job for life. What, what is it that you can say that, that's kept you for 32 years? Yeah, that's a great question
1: because I ask myself that question quite often. Uh, okay. uh, and it's a good point for me. Uh, because I mean, Lufthansa, Lufthansa Group uh, is a is a large, uh, is a very big company uh, that is growing over the years. It's con- also consolidating. Um, but uh, what I what I realize is that uh, yes, uh, we can sit down and do the same job forever. I mean, uh, uh, 25 years uh, uh, doing the same tasks, uh, but with a company so large, uh, there's so many different opportunities you can do uh, if, it's, if it's that aligned to what you want to achieve with your life, right? So, uh, and I, I, I learned very early because of this uh, introduction to project management, to international business, uh, that the world is way more or uh, way bigger than uh, what I was doing there. Yeah, at that time when I started, yeah. Uh, and uh, that was actually... A big motivator for me to uh, to progress and move jobs. I mean, every four or five years, I, I do a different job. Um, so it doesn't mean that this over over these thirty two years, I'm doing the same job. The totally, totally, totally the contrary. Uh, I am doing different jobs every four or five years, and this is also something that you learn uh, a lot. But also for you to do this job, you have to you have to learn on top, right? I think this. A self-learning and uh, a lifelong uh, learning process I think this is also part of my who I am uh, I'm not a type of person who comes with the same solution for uh, the same problems uh, solving all the time uh, the contrary I think uh, we we can use our brains uh, really to make sure that we find different alternatives and different problems uh, for for uh, sorry uh, different solutions for problems and this is I believe uh, is something that is driving me through the company right so it is out it also Means that everywhere in our lives we have up and downs, so this is also part of life. I have to consider that, but also have to learn with that, right? So it's our, our choice at the end of the day uh, to consider do I, do I keep on that track or we move the track? Uh, uh, and, and this is something that I uh, also realized that uh, if, if you put yourself out there uh, with uh, uh, your skills and but also showing what you're capable of, um, uh, I think you always have a chance.
0: Yeah, and and and, you know, I I have met you, and the conversations that we have had have told me right away that you are a very culturally empathetic leader. I think you consider that to be to be highly important. You just literally mentioned about the way in which you differentiate uh, your approach and solution to to the problem, which is one of the key the key points to that. So you said six countries that you've worked in. Is there? one country that you would highlight as being the most challenging, and why why was it the most challenging for
1: you? Good question. Uh, I think I got different challenges everywhere I was, uh, and it was totally unexpected. I think the only expected place where I believe we would have challenges, it would be my first turn in Korea. Uh why? Uh, because at that time I, I was leading a startup project for the company. So we are opening a new destination. So basically, when I landed in Pusan, we didn't have a staff, we didn't have offices, we didn't have anything. So we started from scratch. This was in 2006, right? Uh, and I stayed there for and I stayed seven four and a half years there. Uh, and when I left, I was uh, grateful uh, because not only the operations were running on a profitable level, but we built a great team. And this team is still with us in, uh, working for us in Korea. Um, uh, and uh, this was for me extremely... Uh, 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 how can I express myself on that? It was, I was super happy uh, when I came back here to Korea to see the, the colleagues in Pusan are still doing a great job, right? So it was not only the right decisions, but they also realized that they, they also could build their own future with the company, yeah? But this was an expected challenge, right? So, uh, and then I moved in, 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 uh, to uh, Jakarta, uh, and this was, you know, things happened there that I could not even imagine, yeah? So I, I think after six months, I was told, yeah, Leo, we will need to stop to fly to Indonesia, and I was not counting on that. Um uh, And I was taken by surprise. Honestly, I think the first two days I will say, Okay, what I do next, uh, why i moved from korea uh, just to uh, just to, for me to come to uh, uh, a uh, my next step which was okay uh, the same way we stopped flying we can restart right uh, and we managed that uh, after 8 months so uh, it was a huge challenge for me i have to say and this is where i learned a lot uh, uh, not only from the place where i was working the cultural uh, and uh, the cultural impact uh, but from other people. People that, not only people like you, for example, people involved with uh, other organizations uh, that deals with government uh, on a daily basis, right? So I think this, is, this for me, was a huge learning curve that opened uh, huge opportunities for me uh, uh, my, on my next appointments, right, or my next jobs. Um, uh, and uh, even here today in, in Korea, this still helps me. So this is, I think, Indonesia was a huge challenge Uh, And then I moved to Norway, right? So a total extreme, uh, if you really think through it, where everything's transparent, uh, uh, there is no hierarchies, um, uh, and uh, it's more dynamic, high digitalized everything, um, but it's still challenging, right? This doesn't mean it's not challenging. The cultural aspect in Scandinavia is way harder uh, for was for me at that time uh, to catch up with. Um, uh, but we did, and then the end of the day, and then we dealt also with, you know, uh, closures and uh, uh, reopenings or inaugurations of destinations. So everything happened. Yeah. But I think we did that quite well because of my previous experience. Um, uh, and, and, and that's what it, it happens, right? So we learn with, with these challenges, with this experience to make your next job an even better
0: uh, experience. And so you mentioned about uh, lifelong learning and, and taking away those experiences. Are there any specific kind of tangible techniques or things that you do to accumulate, uh, you know, and to, to, to kind of really crystallize what it is that you have learned along the way?
1: I think my goal for myself is always to be the most productive person. Uh, um, and to, to, to get there, uh, you have to learn a lot, uh, not learn about yourself, but also learn uh, from other people, but the different tools, right? So I think nowadays, uh, we live in a world with a lot of uh, technology enablers. And I think this, this also supports us a big time. Uh, uh, we are way more productive because of that. But even be, before all this technology uh, revolution, I think Uh, um, For me, it was important to have a good uh, theoretical uh, basics uh, uh, in in a variety of different areas that I can think about, that I could reflect upon my reality at that time. Um, And and this, I took that with me, Uh, I still use it, of course. I mean, very often I go back to my books uh, and look uh, and reread certain things, uh, not only to remember, but really to make sure that I read correctly the first time around. Um, and, and I think we are moving in a, in a totally different direction. So uh, technology is enabling us uh, to run things more digital, uh, be more qu- quicker, we can do different jobs at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the same happens not only with, with us, but with people, the people that we manage. I think they also go into the same uh, the same exercises and the same experience, right? And also gives you a different perspective on how you can achieve or bring impact to other people or to the business. I think this is also, for me, important that, uh, yes, we we, we we get the results we want, but how do you get there? I think, for me, it's not what you do, it is important what you do, but also how do you do. I think this is uh, even more important. Nowadays this is way more
0: important than, I don't know, 10 years ago. Absolutely. And so it it seems, though, that with all that being said, that you clearly have a very good personal system for managing all of that. Uh, Can you just uh, uh, let us know what is the current scale of the operations and and people that you're responsible for? Because I'd really like to uh, get to know how it is that you can uh, be responsible for all of that, And also, you know, with your goal of having the most productive day ever, how how, how that really works. So um, can can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, uh, I can tell you about it. Uh, It's
1: an important question, actually, uh, because in Korea, uh, we are a small team. We are not a big team. Uh, But uh, what we do here sometimes is remarkable, right? So uh, the other day, I wrote an email to a a friend and I I, I told her, I said, listen, I don't know that this guy has a limit because I think uh, we don't know that limit anymore. Uh, The amount, the productivity levels uh, of our team here is pretty high. Uh, We are launching a new brand now. We are are increasing uh, frequencies. We are putting more seats on the market. We were the first airline to bring a lot more capacity to Korea right after the pandemic. So we we are building from that. uh, that. Um, And and I think this is also something that we realize uh, that everything is possible if were disciplined on the way we deliver it. So for the team, uh, the message was always like, what we have done before does, necessary, does not necessarily apply nowadays. So we were always reviewing what uh, we were doing in the past, mm-hmm. what needs to be done in the future, what we have to stop doing that does not apply anymore. So the, the whole the whole process of evaluating working processes that, yes, uh, we carry on doing certain text, tasks, we stop others, and we start new ones that we will achieve way more than we did before. So the, I think with that mindset, yes, of course, you have to have a, uh, this minimum critical mass of uh, uh, size uh, uh, for you to achieve the greatest results. But on the other hand, And if you add priority on that and people, they can read your ambition, I think, and we bring everybody on board, I think it doesn't matter how big your team is. Uh, I think uh, it is just a matter of, you know, uh, of marching towards that goal, uh, finding solutions uh, for these new challenges that we never did before, right? So uh, we are doing things nowadays that we didn't do six months ago. Yeah. So, and this continuous change uh, in you know, adapt uh, adaptability. Let's say on problem solving or yeah. opportunity finding. Uh, um, I think this is what drives us uh, forward. Also important to say uh, is uh, not only that. Uh, I think uh, everybody has to have a, a decent amount of an ambition level, also to to. To move on, right? And this we have to create. Yeah. Some some people they they don't. Some people they do. And this is something that we have to create. This, this is a little seed that we have to plant, uh, and uh, and water over time. Uh, okay. That people they realize that uh, you know uh, we have to move on. Yeah. And, and uh, we only move on if we really achieve something higher, higher and higher. So um, and, and and I think this is uh, and the tree gets bigger, right? So uh, uh, I think this is my motto here with the team and works quite well in Korea.
0: This might be the the million or, or billion dollar question, but I'm going to ask it. How do you uh, make sure that seed germinate? How is how how do you grow that ambition with people when sometimes not everybody. Uh, you know, shows that outwardly or even outwardly they show that they don't have it. How do you go about trying to, you know, galvanize and and, and stimulate that that ambition that you just mentioned? Well, that's a great question, uh, I have to
1: say, uh, because everybody's different Everybody's different. The same way I talk to you, I will not talk to my neighbor, yeah? for example. I will, I, will, I will have a totally different uh, uh, approach. And the same applies to the team, right? So not everybody's ambition, but you, you find one, you find two, you find three, and then they talk to each other, and they want to compete with each other at the end of the day. So uh, their, their, their ambition will, will come one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I, think, uh, uh, and I think everybody wants to look good at a picture. Let's put that way. at the end of the day. Um, but sometimes you also have people that uh, they are also okay with the status quo. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we should give up. I think it's, 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 it always comes down to the fact how we bring this over to the people, right? So people have different perspective and have to deliver the message differently. I think, uh, this is also part, we, we live in a world that is transforming itself so, so, so often at the moment, so quickly. Uh, and the same applies for, with, uh, the same applies to us, uh, this, this transformation, the way we lead people, the way people want to be led, um, or the way that people want to work is also being transformed. And I think uh, we have to consider that, right? So, and that's what I said uh, in the beginning or, or just earlier, um, the way we, we find solutions for our problems nowadays it's not the same way we did 6 months ago because our business also transforming very very quickly right so you have competition you have demand you have well, different uh, generations yeah um, and people expectations and perspectives are different and we have to tackle that we have to understand that before we uh, we jump
0: in and engage. Yeah. So, I mean, new ways of working, how to design them, What what is it that people want? Um, I would love to talk uh, to you, but that probably is an episode in itself um, that, that we could uh, discuss on that. So um, let let's uh, let me ask maybe a more straightforward question. What, what does a typical day look like uh, for you?
1: Yeah, good. Uh, yeah. I come to the office around 8.30, 9 o'clock uh, by the time I arrive in the office. I have my emails done uh, overnight uh, because of the time difference. I take a subway to the office, so I have that time, uh, the luxury of time, again, uh, to work uh, uh, in my emails. By the time I arrive in the office, uh, I have a packed uh, agenda very often, uh, and I really you know, jump into the matters that um, uh, we have planned. So strategic planning for us is also very important, uh, and we have always something to tackle. right? So uh, I, I prefer to have days where we produce. We produce solutions, we produce uh, performance rather than just answering emails, right? So I, I also put my emails on the second level of response. Let's put it that way. So I deprioritize that. I prioritize more tests that bring us forward. Yeah. Um, I think uh, also emails that I'm not uh, directly... Uh, address to. So if I'm copying in, it does not even come to my main mailbox anymore. So I, I, I let them go to a different email box. And then at one day, I will go back and uh, check that out. But uh, for me, it's important that we are bringing uh, uh, our uh, our business forward. And this is what I tend to do from, from the time I arrive and the time I leave us. So I don't have time to go home. Um, it doesn't sound good, right? Uh, but um, uh, uh, the reason why is we have a time difference with uh, with Germany, so uh, we have we have a lot to catch up. Very often, um, but again because of technology and this technology enabling us um, different tools, so uh, I can do this uh, catch ups on the go very often. So very flexible. Uh, I have to say, I also have this opportunity to be in a position that. I can give this flexibility to our team members, but also can get this flexibility from my, uh, from my leadership. Um, and this is also great, right? So this is all, all, uh, all we need uh, uh, not to uh, uh, finish at 5 o'clock. I, I'm also a big believer that uh, the, the work can be done any time of the day, anywhere. Um, uh, and right. this is also something
0: that uh, this time... Work, yeah. work is not just a place, right? Work is something that we do, right? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly that.
0: So um, you mentioned also that you speak five languages. Tell mm. us uh, what, what are those five, and and then you know perhaps a little bit about how they have helped you in the path of your career.
1: Yeah, good question. So I was born in Brazil, right? So um, we always at home, we always spoke in Portuguese um, in Brazil. Yeah. I come from a family that, uh, family of immigrants, um, Italian immigrants to Brazil. uh, And you have a lot of those people in Brazil, so uh, we are one of it. Uh, And uh, very often, uh, these families, they speak their own language, right? So um, Italian, in our case, um, uh, case of my dad. So he came from a a place in in Italy uh, that uh, they speak Italian and German. Um, so, uh, uh, but again, uh, I, most of my German I learned in Germany. Uh, I went to school in Germany as well. So, uh, I did, uh, uh, all my high school in Germany. So this is where I could, you know, improve my, my German quite a lot. Uh, uh Brazilian, uh, or Portuguese, I'm sorry. The Portuguese Brazilian is very close to, uh, Spanish so when in Brazil we say we speak Portugal which is you know a mix of Portuguese and Spanish um, uh, and, and and English right so English uh, will you learn in school in Brazil uh, but I had opportunity also to uh, to polish my English uh, over time um, I did a synth of university in US uh, and I work again six years in your country um, uh, and there I think I could practice a lot of English at that time Got
0: it, got it. And how, how uh, you know, languages are one of the transferable skills that, that we know and, and you have an abundance of them. How, how important have languages been in your career or if they are not so important, would, would you would you have another transferable skill which you consider to be more important?
1: I think languages are very important skills because it's not about speaking the language, it's about understanding the culture. Um, uh, I think... Uh, and this is one of uh, things that I keep that in mind um, uh, if we are going to a, a new place because the the language makes your understanding of a particular culture much easier. The way people talk, the way people think, also is very much related to how they speak, uh, how they approach things. And I think this is also something that uh, I would imagine uh, it is key uh, to understand the language perspective. I think nowadays with English, I think you go around absolutely everywhere in the world. Um, uh, German is, is a special language for us because we are a German company at the end of the day. Um, I don't use the other uh, languages that much uh, in my day-to-day work, but I could uh, if if I would need to have that need, especially with diplomats, for example, in Korea. But on the other hand, I think uh, this is this cultural awareness or the cultural awareness impact that the language brings uh, to you. Uh, all the, about all the transferable skills, uh, I think is this uh, lifelong learning. I think this is also something that uh, I try uh, always to be repetitive uh, towards the teams that I work with. Because uh, for you to achieve this lasting impact, we can't. you just do that if you're up to speed what's going on around us um because otherwise it's not lasting right so it's it's just uh, impact right here right now and it's gone right um and this is what i try, honestly my best to um to be repetitive enough that people they can uh, not only repetitive but uh convincing enough that, that this is a big uh, one big asset we we should have
0: and there might be some of our listeners who are not yet c level um Uh, have not yet reached executive management, and they maybe aspire to do so. But they maybe think, gosh, how on earth is it possible to get everything done in a day? Like, if I'm going to uh, get to that level, I'm surely going to have to work, you know, essentially seven days a week, always be online. But I think it's clear that that's not a an absolute requirement. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that, especially because you mentioned about trying to have always the most productive uh, day you can. can. Can you explain a little bit about that or, or maybe perhaps are there parts of your journey where you did work that uh, type of crazy schedule Um uh, Which you consider to be an investment and an important part, um, versus how it is now and and how you balance it. Yeah, I think uh, different.
1: uh, There are different um, requirements for different jobs. uh, I believe, Uh, and different time. Also, um, when it comes to where the business is, uh, how mature the business is. Uh, I think, if you're dealing with a startup, if you have your own business uh, in a small team, I think you have a different dynamics uh, also in terms of involvement, but also in terms of uh, delivery and when things need to be delivered. Uh, This is one aspect we have to consider. Um, I think at the end of the day, it is about discipline, right? So uh, that we watch ourselves carefully. Uh, um, I think my major focus is that I have a fresh brain to start the next day. Um, I think it's uh, important for me. Um, that I don't go into an over-burned uh, situation that, yeah, you work, 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 and, and at the end of the day, you don't achieve much. I think productivity is, is extremely related to how much you can process and how good the quality of this process is. Um, uh, and this is what uh, my, my food discipline is, is all about. I don't expect anyone here to work overnight uh, in The contrary. So if somebody's doing, there's something wrong with that. Uh, And I I tackle that as well Uh, because uh, the the amount of workload that we have should be able, we should be able to do uh, in times that we we are fresh to do that. Yeah. So I'm not saying nine to five. I'm I'm talking about any time that people feel more comfortable. However, I think uh, we should also allow us time to, uh, you know, put your head uh, on the pillow and turn your brain off because this needs to be. Fresh,
0: night, the next day. I, I think that's a fantastic takeaway. You know that uh, it's about ultimately productivity, and the productivity, as per your definition, is being able to, um, you know, process uh, the information like like you mentioned, and that cannot be done if we are always on. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I fully agree with, with your with your stance on that. Um, so. What would you say then? Um, you know, we we talked a bit about uh, transferable skills. Um, now you've been, I think you said four and a half years the first time in Korea. Now two years in Korea. What, what would there be any different skill, or or maybe a particular skill which is in greater need for working in Korea? I, I just want to bring it to our to our local country where we're both sitting right now, even though we're neither.
1: Excellent question. You're right about that. Uh, Yes. Uh, I think the key word here is communication. Uh, uh, How we interact, how we communicate with each other uh, uh, in different depth, uh, but also level of details and also the level of empathy. Uh, As I mentioned before, I think everybody has different perspectives. Also in Korea, they have different perspectives. Uh, And and I think we have to understand that perspective first before we engage, right? So, uh, uh, but the way we talk uh, is extremely linked on how we do things, how we turn things around. Um, And communication for me is key. Uh, also, when it comes to transferable skills, uh, um, quality of communication, right? Amount of qualif- uh, communication. How you communicate. Communicate can be the way we are doing right now, can be in meetings, can be on these productivity tools that we have available nowadays, right? Can be a little call, uh, even a check in call. Yeah, if somebody's sick, so yeah, pick up the phone and uh, show them that you are, uh, you are also, uh, you know, worried about them. Yeah. So I think this this the empathy the, to be close to people, uh, especially the teams that we are managing. I think this is extremely important. And this is something that I learned over time. Um, uh, but if you compare Korea at the time nowadays, I think Korea moved miles away if, in comparison to 2007. Uh, um, and. What I see in Korea is still the poly poly culture we have here. However, people, they are more aware of, you know, uh, um, uh, a life work balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, they understand them better. I think 15 years ago, this didn't exist in the, in the, in the dictionary. Uh, and now they, and then they are there. So I think they're bringing also uh, a great amount of quality to their lives. And that's important as well. And I like that because the conversations we
0: have is way more enriching. Fully agree. I mean, it's it's the question that didn't exist in Korea some time ago, which is, when is this due by? That, that was just a non-existing question right. in Korea. But it's, of course, incredibly important for anybody um, assigning tasks to make it clear um, how important it is and if there are any Uh, specific deadlines that need to be met so that people can organize their work accordingly and and do it in the most uh, productive uh, way. On that note, um, I'm sorry to say that we're we're out of time, Leo. Um, I want to say a big thank you to you for being our guest and sharing all of your insights built up over your international career with Lufthansa Group. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And thank you to everybody who is listening and watching. Uh, We really appreciate you following the podcast that we put out on a weekly basis. I would really appreciate you give us a subscribe so that you can keep up to date with the weekly episodes as they come out every Thursday. I, from my side, will endeavor to keep bringing you really great guests, a wide variety of backgrounds who have really uh, deep insights and fantastic experiences to share with you on the Get Stuff Done podcast. Thank you so much. See you again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Get Stuff Done podcast. If you would like to be a guest in the future, please do reach out. Or if you would like to recommend someone, that would be awesome as well. Make sure you keep listening as we will be bringing you fresh insights every week because getting stuff done is something everyone needs.